0: We Have Issues is a weekly podcast full of reviews of comics and oversharing. We use grown-up language to make very childish jokes. You can find the show at wehaveissues.net, as well as anywhere else where average-to-not-too-bad podcasts can be found. Listener, and welcome to episode one one six. I'll be honest, I've had hell of a time. It's uh, nothing to do with uh, comics uh, necessarily or the podcast, uh, but it has impacted on my ability and uh, energy to uh, to do the podcast. Um, I've uh, been uh, letting down. Well, not letting down because it's been with warning. But I've been cancelling recording sessions uh, left, right and centre because um I've been knackered out. Uh, so apologies for the lateness of this episode. Apologies for the lack of an episode last week. It is all on me. Uh, I am Nick, by the way. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that. If you haven't listened to previous episodes, well, this episode so far will have been a huge downer. And I imagine you're going to be wanting to switch it off Um This is a podcast about comics. You can listen to all of our previous episodes, many of which are much higher energy than this one, is going to be at wehaveissues.net. Wehaveissues, Wehaveissues, all one word, dot .net. It comes out under the website, the other 10%. Uh, You can find uh, We Have Issues on Facebook at We Have Issues, on Twitter at IssuesPod, uh, and it's normally me tweeting out of that account. And uh, we're also Patreon-supported... You can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash TOTP and, uh, support us there. I'm sure there's other stuff I'm missing. You can listen to us, all of the normal podcatchers, uh, and subscribe to us there. And, uh, and, uh, and please do talk to us either in the comments for this episode on we have issues, uh, net or, uh, or on Twitter. Um, that's best to talk directly to the issues pod account, really, if you've enjoyed one of the episodes, um, or on Facebook. Now, I have read a few comics this week uh, and they vary between me not really enjoying them enough to want to talk about them uh, to uh, wanting to say too much about them and not really feeling I can articulate it at the moment. One book I do want to talk about because I've been putting it off for a couple of weeks is um Helena Crash. It's a book from IDW. It's uh, written by... Uh, Fabian Rangel Jr., who, whose work I've not really seen before, but with art by Warwick Johnson Cadwell. The way it's presented suggests that the, the initial idea for it might be from Warwick Johnson Cadwell as well. Part of the reason I've been holding off on talking about it is because, um, I know Warwick personally and, uh, and I've talked about him a lot in the past. But, uh, this, uh, this comic, um, is really fun. It's loads of fun. It's a a sort of a a near-future dystopic vision with a a female protagonist who is sort of a fetcher and carrier, operates on the wrong side of the law in this world. It's a slightly weird conceit in that one of the uh, main luxuries and the biggest contraband in this world is uh, coffee. Um, And so there's lots of talking about coffee in it. And it all feels a little bit like a, a sort of an early, late 80s, early 90s, the n- 2000 AD and non AD uh, uh, comic, uh, UK comic strip, really. It's the sort of thing you would have seen in Deadline, probably. Um, I, I don't think that's just me making the Tank Girl conne- connection because there are similarities, uh, in, uh, in, uh, tempo to the whole thing and the fact that Warwick has actually drawn Tank Girl in the past. Um it's just in fact it's not really like Tank Girl, but it's more like some of the other strips they used to have in it uh It's a fully realised dystopic world but but one whose underpinning rules are kind of a a bit ridiculous um Hence the coffee thing. Helena finds herself in a in a difficult spot. There's a car chase. There's violence. Uh, the way Warwick draws the car chase is very frenetic and kind of ace. Uh, what Warwick's art, if you haven't seen it before, is is very scratchy and uh, immediate. Uh, but there are some uh, panels where you can really see amazing composition going on. There's one particular one where Helena crashes sitting on her sofa, and you can see all the stuff. Laid around her that gives a real sense of space, even though the um, the way the page is laid out is 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 sort of quite. I think abstract is just a really lazy way to to refer to art, because it isn't really abstract. It's definitely depicting what it's meant to be depicting, but the geometric shapes in it and, and stuff aren't aren't quite right. It doesn't follow really realistic rules or X art, but it is lovely. Uh when you meet Warwick, he seems really normal to be honest for the sort of uh a, a sort of very punky uh rule breaking aesthetic he brings to things um and the writings the writing's good uh it is it is a strange sort of a book, obviously because I have that deadline connection it is a strange sort of a book to be seeing coming out in in as formal. A format as, as like US comic IEW, single issues, but that's just something I'm bringing to it. It's uh, it it, it it's lovely. It's really really nice. I like it a lot. Um, I, but then I'll always recommend comics that Warwick draws because I really like Warwick's style. So, um, yeah. What else has happened? Oh, James and I were at the Superpod a few weeks ago, which was a 36-hour podcasting event held here in Southampton, although a lot of the people involved in it with it weren't from Southampton, including our friend Stacey. Um, you can still find the site for that at superpod.co.uk uh, and, you know, you can still uh, donate money for Red Nose Day, which was uh, what the event was in aid of. Um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, in a minute, uh, I will share with you a a short interview. It's a bit weird. It's really narcissistic doing this, actually. Al Galpin, who was the man who pulled the whole event together, actually uh, interviewed James and I about how we got into podcasting in the first place and what the origins of our um, shows were, really. And although we talk a lot about two grown men, which was what we were there to do on that day, we also talk about the beginnings of Momcast, which was the precursor podcast to this one. So, um, that, that was quite fun. It was really nice uh, of Al to, uh, boost us by doing that. So, um, so yeah, I'll play that to you in a minute. Following that, we'll have Peter Hammerson talking to you about the 2017 Annual Form Mask. Uh, also from IDW, uh, it is very strange for me that Mask is one of the comics that's that's coming out at the moment. It's one of the cartoons I really loved uh, during my like childhood and early teens, uh, but it it's not one of the ones that people talk about an awful lot, so it's strange that there's actually uh, a, a revival going on with it. But anyway, first Al interviewing us about our podcasts, then... Uh, Peter talking to you about the 2017 mask annual and uh, I will see you at the end or hear you at the torture at the end uh, to say goodbye. The Southampton Superpod
1: 36 hours of podcasts broadcast live from the Grand Harbour Hotel
2: in Southampton.
3: Hello everyone you are back with the Southampton Superpod we are now into our seventh hour Uh, so only what 29 and a bit to go I'm sure we can be fine, you have just been listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour with Mm -hmm. with Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stacey and with Nick and James with her as well, Nick and James are doing their own show in a moment uh, so you can listen to that coming up at 4 o'clock or thereabouts we might even start a bit early depending if I run out of things to say so we've got some people in the room, hello everyone hello Hello. Uh, so I'm going to call on your help now uh, why <laughs> why everyone's <has> confused. <laughs> yeah, because because I've got 10 minutes until the guys are on, and they're not here. so that isn't it? Hi, Nick, no, don't worry. Um, there are some pits coming up later in the show, particularly uh, the phoning show at midnight, and I'm going to need some things to talk about, some to- topics. What do you think should be discussed on a on a show such as this? i open it up to ideas. I'm not putting you on the spot right now. As soon as you get one, just throw one at me. Uh, but other than that, I'm sure we can find stuff to talk about. How are you doing, Nick? You're right.
0: I'm okay. Uh, in answer to when we've done a really, really long podcasting, it always devolves at some point to a big person with beard reading lists out off their phone. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. uh, you can't. You can't do names of Chuck Tingle. Books because we already did that. But, you know, Steam King's got a lot of books out. You probably. They're not as funny as Chuck Tingles. What else? (laughs) Ian Lee always invites, uh, uh, like, racists and stuff to talk to him over the phone. Really does. That format seems to work well for him. It
3: does seem to work quite well. Effectively, what my show at midnight is, is is, is basically our version of his show, effectively, but we'll probably have less callers. So.
0: knew he was going to become what he's... Be- I would love Ian Lee. I don't really listen yeah. to him lots, but I love his him online. Could not have guessed that's where he was going to end up from the 11 o'clock no, show or whatever it absolutely. was. absolutely. Very strange. He's got a big beard as well. <laughs> he has got
3: a big <laughs> beard now. I heard about him talk the other day about it because someone was saying, suggesting that he should shave it off. They said he didn't want to, but he is saving it up for the point that knowing that as soon as you shave off the beard, you instantly look 10 years younger.
0: Yeah. So yeah. he's waiting
3: for the time where he thinks he needs that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he saving
3: it off and then he'll look younger.
0: That that does actually make sense. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sort of stuck with my facial hair because I've got small small children. So, and one of my formative memories is my father shaving his beard off and it, ter- me never really getting over it. I don't think I ever really liked my parents or trusted them after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't, I mean, he's right. It's a long way to go to look a bit younger, he could maybe just feel happier about himself. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's a really... You can't say that to someone who's got <laughs> mental health problems. I say it to James <laughs> all the time, he does not like it. You could just cheer up, couldn't
3: you? <laughs> <laughs> but I think you two are at that stage, well, you know, your friends. When, it, when it's someone you don't know and you yeah. say it to them, that's really the... I wouldn't probably come the... for saying it to Ian Lee. <laughs> no, definitely not.
1: And I must imagine the kind of if it doesn't work. You spend ten years growing beard, you shave it off, and you go, "Oh no, I actually just look. Older. <laughs> I actually look older, yeah. <laughs> and I've wasted ten
0: years. Yeah. <laughs> well, but if you waited ten years, like at the point, if you took a photo of yourself with with just your normal face without the beard, and you decided you wanted to look ten years younger than you do at that point. And then you grew the beard for 10 years. Even if the beard, <laughs> taking the beard off did make you look 10 years younger, it would just make you look exactly how you did when you, when you started. growing started. the beard. <laughs> And you wanted to look 10 years younger than that. So it just doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't really work. Does it
3: take 10 years to grow
0: a beard? Sometimes. It took me a really long time. My, my beard hairs didn't really come in until I was in my mid-20s couldn't grow a bit, I mean, and it still takes me ages to grow one but you, you know if you're lazy enough and you hate shaving enough yeah that you can you can achieve anything And you too yeah you, do, you can too can have
3: a beard, like beard. and that goes for you girls as well yeah.
0: uh, having a beard more takes more effort than not having a beard that's what you do with the barbers like
1: every day yeah, yeah. you do a lot of work you've got beard, a really nice beard <laughs> thank you so it's good I like it <laughs>
0: But it does look... It's a pretty tidy beard. There's no scrabbly like mine. Does it start crawling up your face like mine has? No,
1: because I'm ginger, so I don't have much. I do hair. Yeah. <laughs> Too much information. There. We've already
0: established how much the room apparently loves gingers, so just getting that out there. Good oh, could they not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh. I very much liked. Uh, no, no one needs to know that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Nick, you've started first, now. My first girlfriend was Ginger. I loved her, oh. and we talked. We talked about her on the. We've talked about her on the podcast. I looked her up on Facebook, and she's. Um, I I didn't. I didn't split up with her. I wasn't very. I mean, I wasn't horrible, but I wasn't very thoughtful, and um, and it. Um, uh, because I wasn't really thinking, because I'd moved on in my head, and um, and I looked her up years and years later, and she's like a GP with a, a, a GP husband, and they've got beautiful kids, and they go off and do um, and do and do um, um, like doc- like doctoring in countries that don't have a lot of doctors once okay. a, once every couple of years and stuff like that, and I'm like. Yeah, I did her a favour. She, she wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't. She wouldn't have achieved all of that if um, if I was still on on the scene. No.
1: At no. so least you gave yourself a pat on the back.
0: Yeah. No. I'm.
3: I really. I really I think. A really
1: good person. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, well done, you. Yeah. Well I think
0: well if done. you
3: know
1: you're going to drag people down, the least you can do is get out of their way. Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, I didn't know that at the time. I really did think that I could achieve anything back then. I thought the world would be my oyster but here we are
3: (laughs) (laughs) now before we we officially start two grown men whilst i've got you guys here and whilst i'm still sat here i just wanted to talk to you briefly because you were one of the shows that i listened to i first started listening to we have issues was probably one of the first um well back the momcast Momcast, as it was then was probably one of the first things i started listening to um before i found out i had no time to listen to comics and <laughs> kind of stopped listening but then moved on to listen to two gray men um so it's through that and then through listening to twitter comic last year that kind of gave me inspiration for for doing a lot of this so i wanted to, to ask you guys what inspired you to start your podcast in, when you f- first got into it oh that's
1: well first of all that's really nice you to say thank yeah. you thank you dude because um, this is so much uh, better and uh, so much more professional <laughs> than the, the, t- the Twitter comic, which was um, a really ramshackled affair. Mike did a quiz? What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> he did, did a did quiz. He prepared. Brilliant. That was two hours of pure chaos. What what influenced us to start, Nick?
0: Right, so I didn't know... T- <laughs> I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I did not know James and the other people who did... Um, Uh, who did they had a site called monkey on my back comics which was about comics Mm. it's quite they were doing quite well they did lots of listicles and stuff and got yeah we got loads of hits they got got loads of hits before I got involved (laughs) and um and I I won a competition um uh I won a competition and because I was local it was to win a copy of the preacher number one hardcover Mm. and um the although it turned out I did know John vaguely yeah but um And because I was local, rather than them send it to me, they said, why don't you come out for a drink? And I thought, okay. Okay. I think Mm -hmm. that
1: was your idea. Uh, no you invite I'd ne- i never ask a stranger if they No, it was know. a bit weird. I don't think it was I don't know
0: if it was me, but anyway, so we were all in a pub and you said something about
1: we just, you and it was probably you and I who got talking about podcasts because you listened to them. Well yeah, I'd been trying to whip the other guys who were involved in the in the site into doing podcasts and I'd been listening to three podcasts in particular, so I've been listening to Smodcast, which I think's influenced a hell of a lot of podcasts. Mm. Um, I'd been listening to a podcast called Comic Geek Speak. Uh, which I enjoyed a great deal. I'm afraid I don't listen to it anymore. And uh, Geek Syndicate, um, who uh, obviously uh, Stacey knows very well the guys from. Oh, I didn't get
0: to know that. Geek Syndicate.
1: Yeah, and it was kind of listening to those that sort of inspired me to want to talk about, um, you know, we, we all loved comic books and so forth. And, you know, I I very much enjoy spoken word and radio and so forth. So, you know. I like the idea of try my hand at it, and mm. you were really enthusiastic, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I was. I was listening to a show about video games called One Life Left, mm. which a lot of the format is kind of stolen from that because <laughs> they get they have contributions and stuff right. like that, which we've we started doing. But um, I don't really like. I mean, that's the thing, and that's what became a, made us completely uncommercial. Is I don't really like most of the. The conversation about comics that's out there right. I didn't I didn't listen to any podcasts about comics at the time Because my main experience of them And this isn't the case with Geek Syndicate And a lot of their shows But I hadn't listened to any of them at that point And a lot of the, the Just the conversation about comics in general Is really n- negative right. You heard us yeah. start to do that on it It's difficult not to You kind of veer into it a little bit But there's a real revelling in it And yeah. complaining about stuff um, and there are lots of sites that are just totally made up about that, made mm. up of that, but it's commercial. it does really well when people do it. So yeah. I was so I was sort of um I was sort of I said to them, "You should do a podcast because I listen to podcasts." and James said, "But only if you do it with us." And I had no intention of doing anything yeah. like that. And the other two didn't really like the sounds of their own voices as much as mm. we do. So they kind of got dragged into it kicking and screaming a little bit. Well, I didn't think I wanna do it despite not liking the cinema, but you're definitely you yeah, the yeah. catalyst that, that, you know, caused it to happen. Um, James and I have been kind of inseparable ever since. But like no one else likes this. <laughs>
2: No, but that's,
0: fine. that's not fair. <laughs> I mean, of, I mean, of that original paper, no, that's not fair. John's still around sometimes, and Jane yeah. came. Jane came onto it fairly soon after that, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, only a few weeks after. We hadn't been doing it that long, really, in the grand scheme of things. But even that was kind of, I think. I mean, I think you were the one who wanted to do a podcast. I just wanted to hear a podcast mm. that I had some influence yeah. over them, not being negative, yeah, not being super negative. Yeah. So the idea that we would only talk about stuff that we could recommend. Even mm. if we could still criticise things about it, that was, I think,
1: mainly that was all, that was all sure. you, because we used to the the reason that we used to get a fair amount of hits on the old uh, blog that we did because we would crap on everything we could. Yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was really was quite successful. embarrassing. It yeah, did it was, well. Yeah, but yeah, it's not it's not you know nourishing.
0: Well, and Jane was you kind of Jane was your friend, and you wanted to um, like. She was just you were just getting her into comics, weren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: But mainly, you wanted to give her something. Like,
1: I don't think any. I think you were the one who wanted to do podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. And drag yeah. The rest but of it's, us. Into it's a it, good really. excuse. I mean, probably most of us in the room do podcasts. The best thing about podcasting is it's a really good excuse to hang out with your friends, uh, mm. like once a week or. You know, so it, it's, it's an excuse that doesn't involve... Because I don't really care for going down the pub and that sort of thing. So it's a really nice way to hang out with your friends and talk about stuff you're passionate about. You know, it's, it's an excuse.
0: And then, oh, and then I invited you to my wedding, and it's like we're friends now.
1: So it's sort of... <laughs> I mean, I've kind of been doing that since... How long is it now, eight, nine years? Oh, uh, was it 2008, something like that? Two thousand. Yeah, I think it was 2008.
0: Oh, nice. i don't really have a lot of close friends so most of the people i have i met through either well with there's james and then there's people i've met on the internet because of yeah. it so um people like stacy and david Wynn and mike
3: yeah
0: um i wouldn't have known if not for this so it's sort of good we don't have a lot of listeners but it's sort of um <laughs> but it's not really the whole thing
3: no it's not the point necessarily is it it's yeah, no. I'd I like some sponsorship, though. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> that would be nice, nice yeah.
0: if we could do this as our jobs. But
3: so that's uh, two grown men, and we have issues. The other ten percent is, is plug in for is the is the, is the, star star the umbrella. umbrella. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah, and Hello Newman is coming out under that banner, but it it's is. very much James's James's mm-hmm. baby. Yeah,
3: nice.
1: Yes, that's all right.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, guys. Well, it is now four o'clock, so it is now time to officially start. Two grown men. Oh, God. So, (laughs)
1: we
2: shall do that right now. Hello, it's Peter Hammerson here. Hope you're all well. Today, I am talking about the Mask Annual 2017. Now, just to be clear, this is not a comic book based on the Cher movie called Mask, or indeed the Jim Carrey movie called The Mask. This is based on the toy franchise, Mask, Mobile Armoured Strike Command, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. And that is command with a K, not a C, just to be clear. So Mask has been relaunched as a comic book following the Revolution Hasbro crossover by IDW. Uh, the ongoing series is on about issue four at the moment, and um, while well, it's not exactly setting my world on fire, the the joy in seeing Mask in publication again is just about compensating for the deficiencies that the comic book may have so I did approach this annual with a little bit of trepidation now I would say that the annual does get off to a very strong start, the cover is very exciting we see Switchblade which is a jet that turns into a helicopter and Thunderhawk which is a car that turns into a jet in aerial combat, now this is a classic mask motif of course the twist here is that not only do we have Matt Tracker in Thunderhawk We also have Scarlet of G.I. Joe, so already, that's exciting. The main story in the annual is called The Death Stone. It is written by David A. Rodriguez, with art by Andrew Griffith, colour by John Paul Bove, and letters by Gilberto Lasgano. The first thing I want to mention about The Death Stone is the previously page, so in comics there seems to be more of a trend nowadays for the recap page to be a series of images copied and pasted from earlier issues, which sort of echoes what TV shows do, just running together some clips. Now, I'm never particularly happy when they do that in TV shows. But it's even worse in comics. That the previously on page here is just nonsense. It doesn't make any sense and it doesn't really mean anything or give you any particular information. Apart from maybe that Matt Tracker in the regular series does have some really weird dialogue. The comic does soon pick up. Within the first few pages, we are introduced to the IDW version of Venom's henchman, Cliff Dagger, who is fantastic. I always enjoyed him in the original mask, and he looks pretty good here. And the context in which he appears is brilliant. It's Venom fighting G.I. Joe over the dead body of a Transformer would have made all my dreams come true in 1989. This annual is definitely a proper mask G.I. Joe team-up, and it even has Venom teaming up with Cobra, although only in the form of Destro and his Iron Grenadiers. It's a classic pattern. The, The group splits into smaller teams, a couple of Joes, a couple of mask agents, fighting a couple of Cobra, a couple of Venom guys, for the prizes, which is basically bits of the Transformer Astro train who blew up in space and has finally meteorited himself, if that's indeed a word, onto Earth. Overall, it's a really fun story. There's an underwater section in the middle, which is a little bit confusing, and I think there's a visual problem there. See, one of the mask team has the ability to shrink objects. Now, the shrinking effect isn't illustrated very clearly. Some text probably supporting the action wouldn't have gone amiss in this case. The artwork by Andrew Griffith starts out very strong. It does start to feel a little rushed towards the end. The, the last few pages have some very flat anatomy and very basic layouts, which suggest to me that they started running out of time. Now, there is a backup story in the annual. It's called Child's Play, written again by David Rodriguez, with art by Robert Akins and colours by John Paul Bove. There's no letterer listed, so I'm going to assume it's also Gilberto Lascano. Now, Child's Play is the secret origin of Cliff Dagger. So as I mentioned, Cliff Dagger is one of my favourite members of Venom. He Traditionally, he's been a bit of a dumb, oaf-like character. He's the slightly chunky, stupid guy who keeps on messing up Miles Mayhem's plans. The origin of himself is not particularly special. I would say, though, that... I'm not particularly interested in the backstory of Cliff Dagger or any of the Venom guys. I'm more interested in seeing what they do in the present day um, than what led them to being a Venom agent. Also, to be honest, this version of Cliff Dagger seems a little more competent than the one I'm used to. There are quite a lot of fight scenes in this flashback. They're a little still and posed. I can't recall seeing Aikens work before, so I'm hoping that... um, As he works further, he'll get a little bit more dynamic in that aspect. Also, Cliff Dagger does look a lot like Nick Fury, which is a little bit disconcerting. Now, in conclusion, Mask Annual 2017 is a fun read, and it's worthy, I think, of being an annual. Some confusing storytelling lets the book down in that middle segment, though. And if anything, I feel like it needed to be longer, or possibly the main story could have had a subplot cut out of it to make a bit more room for the other parts to breathe. For example, Destro and Cobra, they didn't have to be involved. They could have been left out and just make it a G.I. Joe and Mask team-up. It is, however, far stronger than the current Mask ongoing. The biggest drawback is the price. $7.99 is still a lot for a comic like this. But um, if you're a fan of Mask, or you're, you're into the IDW Hasbro universe, I would definitely recommend keeping your eye open for the Mask Annual. And if you can get it a couple of dollars off, you're probably not going to be disappointed. Okay, well thank you very much for your time today. I am now off and away to look at the next comic in my enormous backlog of things I haven't yet read. If you want to chat to me on Twitter about Mask, or G.I. Joe, or comics in general... I'm there as at Peter H, that's P-Y-T-Y-R-H. Otherwise, thank you very much, and I will speak to you again soon. That's that.
0: That's our episode. Uh, As I uh, mentioned, go to superpod.co.uk to donate to Comic Relief, or go to patreon.com forward slash T-O-T-P to uh, set up a monthly contribution to uh, support this show and Two Grown Men. Or you can listen to all of our previous episodes at wehaveissues.net, uh, many of which have full show notes. Or you can find us on Twitter at IssuesPod or Facebook on We Have Issues. Uh, thank you to our contributors. Thank you to Al again for making um, us very welcome as part of the Southampton Superpod. And thank you, listener, for listening. Bye.